Want to experience Christ United like never before? Download our app today. You can watch live and previous messages, take sermon notes, get calendar updates, find giving options, and more. Just go to your app store and search Christ United. Thanks for joining us today. For more information on our church, check out ChristIsLove.org. Or you can connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by following at ChristUnitedMB. Thanks again for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's message. Well, good morning. Oh, y'all are not awake yet today. Good morning. I know the cold must uh, wake you up a little bit in the morning like it does me. And what I was thinking about today is that even though I was preparing this message uh, during the week, it, it kind of still hit me that today is December 31st. Did y'all know that? Which means tomorrow is of what? 2018. And how long will it take you to write 2018 on your checks? right? That always takes me a long time. And this Christmas season here at Christ United, God has shown off. He has gone above and beyond by the movement of his Holy Spirit. As we have seen, lives changed, hearts given to Christ, um, families um, coming back together, addictions being broken. And I just want to share with you a little bit that during Taste of Christmas, um, we probably, we had at least um, 10 people that we know of that gave their life to Christ, that came to the prayer booth to be prayed for after the Taste of Christmas shows. And then on Christmas Eve services last week, we had at least 16 people between our two services. Let's give God a hand. But then it got even better because we had a 6 o'clock Christmas Eve service and uh, Jeff had people raise their hand with their candles that were giving their life or making a recommitment but, and we're not quite sure how many of those were but three went to our Say Yes booth and many, many, many more people have sought for prayer and so we are just so blessed by that and we take that as an encouragement from God that he is getting ready to just bust loose here um, at Christ United. I am Jane Pierce. Um, my husband Chris is and my in-laws are there. They wanted to come on stage, but I told them no. And, uh, and we have two kids. Um, they're in the backyard, and uh, they're in second and fifth grade, two boys. So it's a little bit wild, um, all on, all the time at our house. And that's, and that's how we kind of roll with our life. But as Jeff shared that, we are here to share with what we think will ultimately change your life forever if you make this commitment to what I'm bringing to you this morning. Now, as we talked that it is December 31st, some people here might be making New Year's resolutions, or maybe you have in the past made New Year's resolutions. And even if you haven't, we kind of reflect upon what has happened this past year and what we hope might happen in the year to come. There are some that we know of just because we journey through life together here that are really happy that 2017 is finally coming to an end. They're looking for a new life and a new way in 2018. There are some that has just had a fabulous year in 2017 and can't wait to see what God has for you the next year. And so we're excited to journey together. I was thinking about these resolutions and what kind of resolutions that we make. And I did a little bit of research and found our top 10 for 2017. I'm going to list them for you, but I'm going to let you guess the first one. How do you know that? Because we ate some cookies, perhaps, 
in the past few weeks, right? Yes, lose weight. I bet that's on the list every year, isn't it? Followed by self-improvement, making better financial decisions, quit smoking, do more exciting things. Sounds exciting, doesn't it? Uh, Spend more time with family and friends, work out more often, learn something new, do something good for others, or find the love of our life. So there's maybe someone in here is in that category as well. Well, it might not surprise you about a lot of those resolutions. In fact, you might be able to resonate with some of them. Now, in my office, almost every day I connect with people who are facing a lot of these challenges, who come to talk and pray and and see what God is doing in their life, struggling with relationships or struggling with children or struggling with family or struggling with illness. And so we know that there's always room for God to do a miraculous work in our life. We know that there are people in your life, you might have people in your life that are struggling with addictions. You might be struggling with addictions. You might be in a place where you're feeling a little bit rocky in your marriage or your relationships. You might feel like you want something more, but you can't pinpoint what that more is. You just kind of have that aching or that emptiness in your heart. Or you might be praying for a healing of a physical or emotional illness, or you might be grieving the loss or death of a loved one, or even the loss or the death of a relationship. Now, the history of making and keeping New Year's resolutions, as you might guess, is not that good. In fact, research tells us that by the second week of February, 80% of us will have given up or failed on our New Year's resolutions. Now, if you've ever made the resolution before to lose weight and to work out, I'm sure that you know this, right? Because in January, it's super hard to get into the gyms, isn't it? Then in February, it gets a little bit better. And then in March, you can go anytime you want. You can go to any class you want, and you can use any machine you want. Because all those resolutions have kind of gone by the wayside. And why is that? Well, we kind of make the mistake. We make a lot of resolutions, don't we? We make a lot of things in our mind going on at one time. We're geared up. We take down Christmas. We're ready for the new year. We're going to make a change. But then we say we're going to make a lot of changes. And then life happens. We get stressed out. We get sick. We get off track. And before we know it, we've totally lost our way. But I'm here to tell you that there's one thing that we all can do together that will cover every resolution or every thought or every desire of your heart or any way that you feel like you want change in your life if we do this together and you commit to do it on your own. And that is we're going to commit to read, to travel, to journey, to be in our Bible, to be in our journal pages. We're going to talk about those in just a second in a very simple way because God's desire is to be everything in your life and in my life. And so if, if I want to lose weight, I can go to God and he will help me find that willpower, right? I can't, I can't do that on my own, but God certainly can. The best thing that we can do is build a firm foundation on Jesus Christ. That is the only thing that will bring us joy. That is the only thing that will lead to change. That is the only thing that will give us fulfillment in our relationships or in our job or in our own physical body, if we're, if we're dealing with illness, or in our grief, or in our emotions, the only thing is by going back to him again and again and again. And in fact, Jesus gives us a very visual description of this in Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 to 27. So we're going we're gonna to hear these words right now. 
Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, and the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house, and yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. And so I was thinking about those words. I grew up in church, and and I was very fortunate to do so in vacation Bible school. and Sunday school, we had a song. I'm not going to sing it for you because that would frighten you. But, but it, it said these words, and, and it even gives us a better picture and real visual. It talks about the man that built his house on the rock, and the rains came down, and the floods came up. And the rains came down, and the floods came up. The rains came down, and the floods came up, and the house on that rock stood still. And it talks about the man that built his house on the sand, the very same thing. The rains came down, the floods came up, but that house went splat. And that was always a visual in my mind since a child of, of what that means in our life. And we know, and Jesus knew, that we would have struggles in our life and that we would have stressors in our life and we would have really great times and we would have really hard times along the way. But if we live life like Jesus by making the radical commitment to know him, to be in his word every day, to apply that word to our life, then regardless of the rains that come down and the floods that come up, then we will stand still and we will stand firm in our everyday life. And not only that, you you will blossom, right? We're going to blossom. Now, when when you came in, I hope you got a bar of soap. This is, this is not a message on personal hygiene, in case you're wondering, but uh, we want you to have the soap. We're going to get into that in just a second, because it's as easy as remembering to take your shower and to get clean every day. Now, I told you we had two boys. They're not interested in doing that every day, in case you're wondering. I don't know about girls. I only have boys. Um, in fact, when we say, you need to take a shower tonight, they say, why? We took one yesterday, right? If they could take one once a week, they'd probably be thrilled, except we know that if they take a shower once a week, they're going to stink to high heaven. And the same thing with us. If we only come to worship God, and we're so glad you're here worshiping, once a week, there's no way that you can flourish in your relationship with God. There's no way that you're going to hear him speak When I meet with people after they tell me their story and where they are, I always ask, where are you in your relationship with Jesus? Where are you in your devotional life? Where are you? And because of that, we are inviting you to really make that commitment to read your Bible every day, to pray every day, and to do one more thing, and that is to journal every day because it's God's best for you, and he's going to show you his best for you if you do that, if you spend time with him. It's very simple because if you're like me, I need something simple to remember. My, my mind is like a sieve. I forget everything, but I can remember soap. And we're going to talk about that in just a second. But just because it's simple, it does not mean that it is not powerful. And I don't want you to underestimate the power of God working through this in our everyday life. Now, all you have to do is to remember 
uh, soap in our life, right? You want to be clean. Think about your relationships with people. If there's friends in your, in your life or if you have a spouse or you have children or family and you want to get to know them, you make a radical commitment to communicate with them, to text, to email, to call, to sit down, to talk with Pray, perhaps you spend time with them. And the same thing with God. He wants us to make that radical commitment to give him more of our time than we even give each other. Now, you might be thinking, well, this sounds really good, but I don't have time, right? That's always one of those battles that we have. And I submit to you that that is one of the lies of the enemy that gets into our head that we don't have time that we're too tired, that we're too rushed, that we have too much to do. And I want to tell you from personal experience that that is a really bad lie to fall into. Now, I have two stories, one kind of bad story, one kind of good story of spending, of spending or not spending time with God. After about 16 years of ministry, I was serving in a town close by, and just, we all have reasons, right? Sickness or illness or busyness. I started falling out of my devotional time, my time with the Lord. And so what happens, what happens to a lot of us is one day led to another, which led to another, which led to another. We don't intentionally just give up on God, right? It just kind of happens slowly along the way. So when that happened, after a while, I found that I was really kind of depressed. I was very irritable. I really had not, I did not have much patience uh, for my kids or my family or even the precious people that God gave me to serve at the church I was at. And so this is from a pastor's perspective. And I want to tell you that that was one of the worst places I've ever been in. And so God used someone in that church to speak to me. And so that person actually brought forward a vision that they'd had in a dream. And God used that to really just jolt me out of where I was. I say he yanked me. He was not very patient at the time. He yanked me back, and I'm so glad that he did. And instead of reprimanding me, he brought me closer. He spoke to me. He invited me in his word. And then he propelled me into his best for me in my life. Now, that's kind of a hard way of learning how much God wanted to be with me, but I'm so blessed by that. Now, a really great outcome of being in his word every day was a long, long time ago in my, in my 20s, right? So that was about 20 years ago. I'd been struggling with accepting God's call in my life, but I was reading the Bible every day. And why I'm telling you this is because we hear God's voice through Scripture. And so I was at 11 o'clock at night, and I was reading Timothy, and, and, and God says through Scripture to not let people look down on you because you're young, but to preach the Word and, and to do as He's called. And it's through Him speaking that Word that it came to light that this is indeed what he was calling me to do in ministry. And so that was a pivotal turning point. So when you're wondering how God speaks to you, if you're asking, uh, why can't I hear God's voice? What I want to say is to go back to Scripture time and time and time again. And it only takes getting up 30 minutes early. And uh, hear me out now. You can get up 30 minutes. That gives you 10 minutes to go to the bathroom right? We all know that happens. Brush your teeth, wipe your eyes clean, get your cup of coffee, get your Bible, your pen, your journal page, and then you can sit down for 20 minutes with the Lord before you go off to school, you go off to work, you go off to play golf or whatever you're going to do that day. 
but always start it, 30 minutes. And the beautiful thing that God does is he takes those 30 minutes and he will give them back to you. He doesn't have to, but he sure does because he excites us in his word. And so SOAP stands for these, scripture, observation, application, and prayer. Do you think y'all can remember that? SOAP. Let's say it together. Scripture, observation, application, and prayer. Now, we have journal pages for you outside. We have journal pages online that you can print. We have a one-year reading plan that will take us through the Old and the New Testaments. It'll also go along with the word, the messages that you'll hear throughout the year here in worship and through our preaching. It'll also give you opportunity to connect with these scriptures every week when you meet with your C group. If you're not in a C group... This is another way, a very important way to connect with other people, to find out more about God, to learn to live life like Jesus, and to have those scriptures deep within your heart. You don't need any magic books or big devotionals. You just need your Bible and an open heart. Now, everything we do here, we begin in prayer. So when you sit down with God, sit down in in an attitude of prayer. There's room for you to write out a prayer to God. Now, sometimes if you're like me, I just need God to clear my mind. You know, when you're up in the morning, you're thinking, I've got to do this, I've got to do this, I've got to get my kids up. Oh, they need to bring this to school, I need to do this at work. So when we sit down with God, just simply say, God, please let me focus on you. Empty my mind of my to-do list so that I can hear your words or your own words, please. And write that out. Something happens when we move from our head to our pen or pencil and write it down on a piece of paper. Even stronger, I think, than when we type it out. And so then we go right into Scripture. And so we're going to do that today. Joshua 1.8 says this, Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. God says to meditate upon it day and night, all the time. Let it feed you. And then we hear, then you will be prosperous and successful if you do these things. We wonder in our life why we're not prosperous, why we're not successful, why aren't the good things happening. And perhaps it's because we're not following the word of the Lord. Psalm 119.105 says this, Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path. This is our guidebook. This is everything that we know to be true and trustworthy, and God is so faithful. Now, I don't want you to be overwhelmed by your scripture readings, because they are kind of big chunks to get through the Old and the New Testament. I do encourage you to write the date and what scripture you're reading. I also encourage you to read part or all of it out loud. Something happens when we hear it in our ears instead of just reading it silently, and it also helps to focus our mind when we do that. While you're reading, ask the Holy Spirit to allow those verses that he wants you to digest further, to just leap off those pages, and he will. I found it so many times that I've read the same scripture probably a million times, and then all of a sudden I hear God or Jesus say something that I've never heard him say before. And I'll go to a friend or a colleague, I'm like, can you believe that God said this in the Bible and I've read it, I've probably even preached it a hundred times, and I've never heard him say that. And so when you're in this big piece of scripture, ask God to bring out those little pieces that he wants to have a profound impact on your life. And then I want you to write those down. There's a space in your journal page that says scripture. 
Don't write down the whole huge section, but write down those verses that God is speaking into your heart while you're reading it so that you can have them on your heart as you go forward. The next thing that you're going to do is to observe what God is saying. Now, I know you want to jump ahead to see how God wants you to apply them to your life. But in order to hear God and how he wants to apply that word to your life and my life, we need to know what God is saying in the context or what you're reading or what's happening in the time. What is God really meaning? And so write down, what is God saying? What do I think he means? Now, you don't have to be a Bible theologian. You don't have to get out all your commentaries. You don't have to look it out on the Internet. Just ask God, what are you saying here? What do you mean? And write that down. Then the next thing we want... Oh, we do want to read her. I forgot all about that. Psalm 119, 130, the unfolding of your word gives light. It gives word. It gives understanding to the simple. Sometimes we shy away from reading scripture because we think that it's too hard, that it's too mysterious, or that we can't understand it. And that's simply not true because God will give us that understanding. He will feed that right into us as if you were a theologian or a biblical scholar because he wants us to understand his word. So now we want to apply God's word to our life. This is always so fascinating to me of how God will take this scripture written thousands of years ago and a very real reason to very real people for very real purpose. And he will speak directly to my heart and he'll speak directly to your heart. And so what you want to do is ask yourself, God, or ask God, how do you want me to change or to do something differently based on what I have read today? How am I different because I have read this scripture? How can I apply it to my life? And what do you want me to do? And so in your journal page, there's a space. You write out apply, under apply application, what does God want me to do? Because the word is living. It's not like reading an encyclopedia. It's not like reading an article. It's not even like reading some of your favorite books. But it is alive with the Holy Spirit and the breath of God. And because of that, it changes us. It reforms us. It makes us different. Every time I walk away from reading scripture, I'm different than when I began reading that scripture. Because it is living and it feeds our hearts and it feeds our souls. Now... Remember, we talked about the wise men at the beginning here, and we, we, we want to go back to that. 724, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And then James 1.22, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves, but do what it says. It's not like reading a novel where you read it and you say it's a good book and you put it down. You put it into practice so that you become more like Jesus. We, we learn to live life like Jesus by being in the living word because he is the living God. And so we, we learned this just a few months ago when we were in the book of James to do something about what you're reading. And God will put those passions and dreams within your heart along the way. Finally, we go back to prayer. This is so awesome, right? We couched it. We started in prayer. We're coming back to prayer. Now, this time, we want to pray and ask that God will help us to do what we felt he was telling us to do. We want to have a will strong enough to follow through 
with what God's will is. And we need his help. We cannot do these things on our own. Just like our resolutions, even if you hear something from God, we cannot do it apart from him. We have to abide in him. We have to be with him all the time. You sense what direction he's taking you into, and now you say, God, I don't know how to do that right? You be honest with him along the way. I, I am painfully honest with God. In fact, sometimes he's probably like, that's, that's enough, right? I have told God, no, he doesn't care, in case you're wondering about that. I have asked God for door number two. He doesn't care so much about that either. And that's why we come to this prayer. You see, I sense that you're telling me to do this, God, and I want to be faithful to you. So please tell me or show me how to do these things. You see that it's so important also at this time to come to him with those worries on your heart, those, those things in your life that are causing you stress, those things that are making you cry, those things that are weighing you down. This is your prayer time with God. This is your conversation. There's space on your prayer list to write down your concerns and date it. But there's also a place to leave for the date when God works in your life and acts in a profound way and answers or comes to you or comes to you through the word and tells you how he is responding to you. And what's so important about that is then in years to come, you can go back and look and say, look how God has been faithful and how he's fulfilled his promises and how he's acted in bigger ways than I could ever imagine. So many times when we pray to God about a situation in our life, we already have an answer laid out, but our answer is so small compared to what God wants to do in our life. And so just lay it out. Lay out your hurts and your concerns. Lay out your joys as well and ask God to work in a profound way. You see, if, if I want to lose weight, I can't do it on my own because I like to eat, right? If you want to improve your marriage, if you're struggling, the reality is that I can't change myself, and I sure can't change my spouse, but I know someone who can, right? If you're having struggles in the job place and it's bringing you down, it's not bringing you joy, you don't think it's God's best for you, we can't figure that on our own, but God can direct us in that way. And so he says, come and write down anything that's on your heart. If our hearts are focused on growing deeper in Jesus... All those questions, all those worries, all those hurts, all that brokenness will be brought back together as he feeds us in his scripture. The reason, if you looked at my Bible, this is my, my old Bible. I saw someone in the lobby that said, it looks like you need a, a new Bible. I have a lot of Bibles in case you're wondering. But you know why it looks like this? Because I spent a lot of time in it since I got this Bible when I was about 15 or 16 years old. And I have lots of things written in this Bible. Those were my young dating years. Well, I got married at 31, so there's some old dating years in there as well. And then, and then praying for children and praying for God's will. My, my call to ministry is written in there. Sermon notes from pastors that I love are written in there. Make it living for you because it's God breathing through it. You see, we don't have enough smarts or strength to follow through with a list of resolutions. But we all can commit to God. We can commit our hearts to him. We can commit to him changing us. He cares about the desires of your heart and my heart. Psalm 37.4 says this, Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. 
But sometimes we don't understand that to be the way he wants it to be. We think if I ask God um, for a chocolate bar, that's my desire, there's going to be one, right? There might be, but chances are not. The desires that he wants us to have are his desires reflecting in our heart. And what happens in an awesome way is that when you read the Bible, when I read the Bible more and more and more and more, the things I start to hope for or dream for or desire come from God and not mine. And so if you took that resolution list, it would change to reflect God. You see what I'm saying? And then he will meet those desires because they are ultimately his will. And so instead of resolutions, I really invite you to ask this question. What are the desires of my heart? Where are the places that I ask God to work the hardest? He might have already revealed them to you through your prayer time or your Bible reading, saying you really need to clean this up. Or he might come to you really strongly and hit you with a two-by-four and say you really need to clean this up to be more like me. You need to take this out of your life, or you need to put this in your life, or you need to take this person out of your life, or you need to surround yourself with people who love me and who love you so you can get to know me better. You see, this works regardless of your relationship with Jesus. You might be in here today not knowing him as your Lord and Savior, but you're seeking him. You're here because of that that knowing place that you're saying, there needs to be something different, but I don't know what it is. And this works for you because the more you read God's word, the more you're going to know that he is real and that he is true and that he wants to change you. And maybe you are a Christ follower, but you haven't spent a lot of dedicated time in the Bible. This works for you because the more you read God's word, the deeper you're going to be in a relationship with God. And you will thrive and he will show you things you have never imagined. And if you are a more mature Christ follower and you read the Bible, this works for you because you get deep into God's meaning and how he wants you to apply it for your life. And we're journeying in the same scripture together throughout the year. And so in just a few moments, we're going to have this time of prayer. And and we have a beautiful prayer team here at Christ United. And they're going to come up and be at the steps. As we think about how God wants to carry us, clean us, literally, with soap, right? Being in his word. We want to bring those thoughts and those reflections, the joys in the hurts from 2017, the desires that we feel are on our heart, maybe the resolutions that you thought about before coming in here now, or the radical commitment that, God, I want to spend every day with you. God, I want to give you 30 minutes. And what I suspect is going to happen is when you give God those 30 minutes, he's going to give you more time because you're going to want more of him. And then you're going to come up and you're going to ask these folks to pray with you or you can come up to the altar and pray yourself and be prayed over. But if you have hurts that you're carrying with you from 2017 and you don't want to carry them into 2018, come and allow us to pray with you and pray for you and pray over you. But most of all, making that radical commitment to experience a transformation that only the living God can do in you and in me. We want to finish this year strong, and we want to start 2018 even stronger. So as we prepare to to worship and to pray, let let us pray. Lord God, give me the urgency and the desire to know you on a deeper level this year. 
Lord God, I give you thanksgiving for all that 2017 had, the joys in the hard times, even if there are rock bottom times, because you are in it. And Lord, we ask that you would just lead us into your holiness. You would direct our steps and help us to increase our obedience to you with a trust at a level that we have never seen, experienced before. Because we know there is something more. We know, God, there is something radical that you want to do in our life. And all God's people said, Amen. Won't you stand and worship and come forward for prayer? Thanks for listening to this podcast by Christ United. If you'd like to respond to today's message, or if you want to share how God is using this ministry in your life, please send us an email to media at Christislove.org. Or you can connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by following at Christ United MB. Thanks again for joining us, and may God bless you.